In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. peace be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You are sent to heal the contrite of heart. safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. Jeroboam thought to himself, The kingdom will return to David's house. If now this people go to offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, the hearts of this people will return to their master, Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me. After taking counsel, the king made two calves of gold and said to the people, You have been going up to Jerusalem long enough. Here is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he put one in Bethel and the other in Dan. This led to sin because the people frequented those calves in Bethel and in Dan. He also built temples on the high places and made priests from among the people who were not Levites. Jeroboam established a feast in the eighth month on the fifteenth day of the month to duplicate in Bethel the pilgrimage feast of Judah with sacrifices to the calves he had made. And he stationed in Bethel priests of the high places he had built. Jeroboam did not give up his evil ways after this, but again made priests for the high places from among the common people. 
Whoever desired it was consecrated and became a priest of the high places. This was a sin on the part of the house of Jeroboam, for which it was to be cut off and destroyed from the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
days when there again was a great crowd without anything to eat, Jesus summoned the disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will collapse on the way, and some of them have come a great distance. His disciples answered him, Where can anyone get enough bread to satisfy them here in this deserted place. Still he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They replied, Seven. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then, taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to distribute. And they distributed them to the crowd. They also had a few fish. He said the blessing over them, and ordered them distributed also. They ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets. There were about 4,000 people. He dismissed the crowd and got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalmanthua. The Gospel of the Lord. Are we blessed or what? It, it is so good to be here among you today. Thank you for including me in this celebration. I was announced about a year ago, at the end of January, and one of the first things I got was the invitation to the Catholic Women's Conference. It was a little bit of a commute for me from New York at the time, and besides, I was still kind of staying under the radar, all right? So I've been looking forward to this for about a year. 
All right, and I am so glad. I've heard so much about you. And walking through the crowds, I've gotten to meet so many of you. I feel so much at home here in Columbus, and that's because of all of you. Thank you so very, very much. Bienvenido a todos que hablan español. Estamos muy, pero muy felices que están aquí con nosotros. Porque somos nosotros una familia unidos en Cristo. ¿No es así? Y como familia en Cristo, estamos unidos en nuestro um, cariño, en, en nuestro amor y caminando en el camino de Cristo. Gracias por venir. Y gracias uh, a los que hacen la traducción uh, también. Gracias a todos. So, I want to take you on a little bit of a Catholic, ex, um, Catholic archaeology. Okay? We're going on a little bit of a, a, an exploration here. You with me? All right. Somewhere in like the 1930s, they were doing they began an excavation of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. All right? And they went down underneath. Some of you if you've ever been there, you may have seen the Scavi tour, right? You go underneath the, the Basilica of St. Peter and you go through the excavation site all the way through. And you see life back all the way through the centuries back to the time of Christ. And wouldn't you know it, it took a while and they, they went this way and that way and almost by accident they came across wrapped in a, a velvet um, cloth I think, so a purple cloth rather and, and, and nicely preserved what they determined over the years were the actual bones of St. Peter himself all kinds of um, hints that, give it, that say that these for certain were the bones of St. Peter Pretty amazing, huh? About a few years later, back in, in the early 2000s, the year of St. Paul, they said, well, let's, let's do the same with St. Paul's Basilica. <laughs> and they went and they searched and they found the sarcophagus where the bones of St. Paul were buried. And again, through the carbon testing and all of that kind of stuff, they determined, yeah, we've got some certitude that these are actually the same, the bones of the relics of St. Paul himself. Again, pretty amazing, right? Okay, amazing, but it begs a question. How in the world did the Catholic Church ever lose track of the bones of St. Peter and the bones of St. Paul? <laughs> who, who went to the Pope one day and said, whoops, sorry, my bad, but we can't find them. Well, we know the story is a little more complicated than that. As a matter of fact, what really ended up happening is that, of course, Peter and Paul were both executed, martyred, and hastily buried. And it was during a time of great persecution, and it was hundreds of years later when Constantine allowed Christianity that he actually also commissioned the, the building of churches over these spots. And the, the early Christians knew the areas where they had buried the bodies and they would go and pray but over time first of all they didn't have the exact location and over time what happens is a lot of things start to fill in don't they? A lot of sediment a lot of building 
And so it goes down deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Well, isn't that sadly sometimes the case with our own Catholic faith? We know it's in here somewhere. It's part of who we are. It's part of our makeup. We know that it is something that even drives us very much. But there's also a lot of stuff on top, isn't there? There are layers and layers of sediment. Some layers of sediment that are good things, that are just big distractions. And some layers of sediment that maybe aren't so good, right? But we all know, we all know in our heart of hearts what's there at the core. What nourishes us, what strengthens us, what impels us. St. Paul says, the love of Christ impels me, right? We know what impels us, what sends us out. And that comes from that encounter with Jesus Christ himself. And every once in a while in our lives, we need to do a little bit of a Catholic excavation. To dig down deep, to move the sediment aside, really to rediscover that core, to, in- to encounter Jesus Christ once again in a new way, and let that be the center of what drives us, let that be the center of our lives. And so thank God for this opportunity for us to be together, right? That we might do maybe a little bit of excavation ourselves today. That we might encounter the Lord Jesus anew. That through our encounter with one another, we might rediscover who we are, in whose image we are made, in the image and likeness of God, and what our mission is in the world as Catholic Christians. We come here today to be renewed in that, to be inspired in that, but also to carry that flame then out into the world, right? Boy, is Columbus going to be set aflame tomorrow, right? Watch out. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you for that commitment, for that search, that excavation. And so we encounter the Lord Jesus in the gospel today, don't we? In that beautiful, beautiful scene given to us by St. Mark. St. Mark takes us to the mountainside where some 4,000 people, wow, almost like us, right? Almost like us. And there they are with the Lord Jesus, hanging on his every word. There they are with the Lord Jesus at his feet, listening to what he had to say. Earlier in the Gospel of Mark, we hear how people came to Jesus and brought their sick and brought people who were in need and some were even just reaching out to touch the hem of his garment. People were longing to have that encounter with Jesus Christ. And we find ourselves in that similar situation today. Thank God I am not talking for three days. But after three days, they were hungry. They were hungry. They didn't have Panera catering. (laughs) And Jesus said, we can... I, I love the way it's portrayed in this gospel. Jesus said, we cannot send them home hungry because they will collapse along the way. We cannot send them home hungry because they will collapse along the way there's the heart of Jesus Christ concerned even about the most basic of our needs in some ways the heart of Christ is like a lot of your own 
I hear a lot of you when I go to different parishes. We can't let you go hungry. You might collapse on the way. Am I right? <laughs> and how many of you are saying that to, you, to your family, right? Eat before you go. Eat. Take something. But that heart filled with love. The Hebrew word chesed. That deep, gut-wrenching kind of compassion that is so united to the feelings, to the needs of the other person. That is the love that the Bible gives us to, to give us an image of God's concern and love for us. And we see it in the heart of Jesus Christ in a very simple way. Don't let them go away and of course, the disciples, they're kind of, they're practical, right? And they say, what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> and you notice what Jesus says. What do you have? I think that is such an important part of this narrative and we see it in all four gospels we see the same kind of a back and forth what do you have portrayed in different ways what do you have bring me what you have and that becomes the matter that makes the miracle give me what you have you may not think it's much oh we have about seven loaves of bread and oh yeah, and a couple of fish. And Jesus says, bring me what you have. I'll take care of it. I'll do the rest. Friends, isn't that what the Lord asks of us today? In all things. Sometimes you look at the situation of the world. We look at the, the reality of poverty in our midst. We see the walls of hatred and attacks on one another. We see the violence that surrounds us. My goodness, right in our own neighborhood, every single morning there's something, right? Every single morning there's something about violence. We see it in so many of the social issues of our day in terms of poverty and hatred. We see it in the racism that exists in our world. We see it in so many ways. And I know how you feel because I feel the same way. We feel somewhat powerless, don't we? We feel powerless. And again, that's why this excavation is very good. Because when there's a lot of stuff on top of our encounter with Jesus Christ, a lot of, we think that the answer's in the stuff. And we keep trying to search through the stuff for all the answers. And we find ourselves coming up empty, right? But what does Jesus ask of us? He doesn't think, he's not asking us to solve everything. But neither is he saying, oh, just sit back and do nothing. He's asking the same question of us that he asked of his disciples that day. What do you have Bring me your best. Bring me your best. Your best efforts. Your greatest desires and hopes. Bring me the simple acts of kindness and love that you show to your families. And that you show through your generous hearts in simple ways in the community. 
Bring them to me. I, I'll transform them. I'll multiply them. I'll feed. We're not powerless at all. Because we're united with one another. And together we come before Jesus Christ. We're sitting in that crowd of 4,000. Almost 4,000 here, but... We're sitting in that crowd, waiting to be fed, but also waiting to go out and to nourish with what Christ gives us. We've been hearing from the book of Kings these last couple of days, these last couple of Samuel and Kings, these last couple of days, and we see how basically the hearts of the kings started off as being very good and devoted to the Lord but their hearts became corrupted their hearts became distracted and that led to the falling apart of the kingdom but Jesus comes he's the shepherd who looks out with pity, with compassion and so you and I return to him this day let me finish where I started by thanking you for being here. Because this is a moment of transformation in the church, in the church in the Diocese of Columbus and all 23 counties here. (laughs) This is a moment of transformation not only for the local church, but for the church all around the world. Because you come here bringing the Lord the best of who you are and what you have. You offer it generously. One of the most precious commodities in the world is our time, is it not? And here you give it to the Lord. And the Lord is never, ever, ever, ever outdone in generosity. As he did with the loaves and the fish. He'll accept what we bring and give it back to us multiplied and transformed. We will offer in just a few moments some bread and wine. And he'll return it back to us as his own body and blood. And you and I will carry him into the world. A world that so desperately needs to know him. A world that is overrun with sediment. And needs to encounter Jesus Christ. Thank you. Gracias a todos por el encuentro con Cristo. Toda la iglesia, aquí en Colombia y en todo el mundo, está bendecido por su presencia aquí porque en nuestro encuentro con Jesús traemos Jesús al mundo para alimentar el mundo que necesita saber el amor de Dios que Dios les bendiga God bless you all Coming before our ever-gracious God, we bring forth the prayers and desires of our hearts, asking that the Lord will hear our prayers.
Give her our prayer. For our local community and its needs, that they would act as witnesses to the love and mercy of Christ as we love our neighbors as ourselves. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the women gathered here today to recognize and respond to their baptismal calling with God's grace and be inspired to recommit their lives to loving and serving God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray that all who suffer from the pain of physical and mental illness, may they be strengthened by the healing presence of your Son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the souls of the faithful departed, that they may rest in peace in the loving arms of our Savior. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of love and mercy, watch over us in your care and guide us in your ways. We present our needs to you confident in your help. And we ask that we might be instruments of your love and peace to all the world. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
and brothers and my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the almighty father O Lord our God who once established these created things to sustain us in our frailty grant we pray that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life through Christ our Lord Amen and faithful God for you have given us Jesus Christ your son as our Lord and Redeemer he always showed compassion for children and for the poor for the sick and for sinners and he became a neighbor to the oppressed and the afflicted. By word and deed he announced to the world that you are our Father and that you care for all your sons and daughters. And so with all the angels and saints We exalt and bless your name and sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, and to be glorified, O God, who love the human race, and to always walk with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son, present in our midst, when we are gathered by his love, and when as once for his disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, we ask you to send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the night before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and to drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. History of faith. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again. And we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favor on the oblation of your church in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And grant that by the power of the spirit of your love we may be counted now and until the day of eternity, 
among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, and me, your unworthy servant, with all bishops, priests, and deacons, and the entire people you have made your own, open our eyes to see the needs of our brothers and sisters. Inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labor and are burdened. Make us serve them truly after the example of Christ and at his command. And may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. Grant also to us when our earthly pilgrimage is done that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever, there in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, with, the, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the apostles and martyrs, and with all the saints. We shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, 
Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. El Cordero de Dios, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the Supper of the Lamb.
Listening to WVSG Columbus and WSGR Portsmouth, New Boston.
Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be partakers in the one bread and the one chalice, grant we pray so to live, that made one in Christ, we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of the world, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. Almighty, eternal God, our Lord and Heavenly Father, behold us assembled for the greater glory of your divine majesty. Shed upon the hearts of the faithful women gathered here your light and truth that they may understand and appreciate the dignity and duties of their vocation. Give them not only light to know, but strength to fulfill to the end your divine decrees. Grant that they may lead others to the knowledge of your infinite love and mercy. This we ask of you, through Jesus Christ, your Son, through his sufferings and death, and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. Amen. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God.